down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another index review. I have no idea what freaking number episode of Art of War Down Under this will be when it eventually comes out because I'm recording a bunch of index reviews all in a big old cluster. We're doing a bunch of the part ones before the, the points come out just because that's what I need to do to slot these in where I can. But the juicy part twos will be waiting for all the points. They'll be over on the Patreon at Art of War Down Under. You can go and find that and get the deep dives of this creation, the real juicy breakdowns of what is actually going to be extremely relevant, extremely, extremely competitive. Right here on these part ones, you're going to get the full deep dive into the rules, that being the detachment rules, the army rules, the enhancements, the stratagems, and then our best pick for what we think are the competitive data sheets, points withstanding, of course. For this adventure into the Chaos Demons, into the warp itself, I am joined by the finest athlete Australia ever produced, Mr. Matt Morricelli. How you doing, mate? Oh, just doing a couple of stretches, mate. Might go uh, <laughs> run, run a couple hundred metres after, uh, after we finish up now. Wouldn't want to overdo it. Just a couple of hundred metres. Yeah, wouldn't want to do too much. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I don't prescribe to the, the Steve Box, uh, you know, uh, fitness regime that's you know based on science that's based on you know probably lots of years of actual production i am of the school solely school of athletics and athletic performance where you just rock up and overperform on the day mate nobody uh who plays this game should be as chiseled and toned as uh as steve box it should be it um, should be a, um, a handicap against their opponent it actually should be. I'm going to get distracted yeah. looking at those rock hard nipples. Exactly right. You're going to stare at him. You're just going to be like, wow, my whole combo is, out, is just gone. I forgot. Forgot my combo was. Anyway, we're blowing enough smoke. Mate, Demon's Time. This this index literally came out yesterday as the time of this recording, so it is very fresh. I have barely scraped the surface of it. I have not had time between the other 20 indexes that have just come out. How thorough of going over have you given it? I've read everything at least once. We're going to... We're going to shoot off the cuff a bit here, um, but I have spent a bit of time in our little WTC Discord talking about, you know, some combos and stuff. Obviously, we don't have points yet. Like, we're, we're literally recording this the day after it's come out. Um, and, you know, by part two, I'll have some, some cool list ideas to talk to people about. But as of right now, I've kind of gone through, I've picked out some units that I think are pretty good. I've got some cool combos that I think are good. Um, and I, I like I like the index. I don't think it's, you know... Uh, turbo broken. I don't think it's as bad as like you know some of the other stuff we've seen come out. But I, I, I yep. think it's got all the tools to be a really competitive uh, index until we get the you know, the codex. I totally agree. I love how it feels like it's going to play the missions as well, how it's going to be extremely good at just ripping cards off the top and being able to do no matter what the card says, you're going to have a lot of flexibility. Yep. Um, in saying that, so your hot takes are done, but you did have a nice segue there you didn't take advantage of. Tell us about the WTC team, how anybody can support anything that the Australian team's doing or anything else you'd like to plug. Uh, yeah, so head on over to Team Australia 40K on Facebook. Uh, you can follow the team there. Look, there's not a whole lot of content that goes up uh, around now. You know, we're pretty, you know, heads down, thumbs up, just uh, getting, getting stuff done, getting prep done. But there is a raffle with some amazing prizes including a fully commission painted uh, space marine army by uh, last year's player hayden waldark there's actually an elder army that's just been added there's thousands of dollars worth of prizes uh it gets drawn in just a couple of weeks so the entire team gets together on the gold coast uh on the last weekend of june and we are live drawing it 
uh, from the Gold Coast as a team. So it's going to be really cool. Um, tickets start from about five bucks. Um, the more you buy, the cheaper they get. There's probably a sweet spot around the fifty dollar mark. I think is where it sort of makes a lot of sense. Um, there are some cool prizes. So you should go check it out. Can't freaking wait, mate, and good luck to the team as they make their journey over to try and get the back-to-back in Belgium in T-minus, what, less than two months? Uh, in two months' time, we'll be playing, right? Um, yeah. This is, this is yeah, it, it's it's two months. It's it's Thursday night right now, so literally two months from today will be the first day of play, I believe. Absolutely crazy how quick that's come up on us. But let's get back to the Chaos Demons. They kick it off with their army rule, which is Shadow of Chaos. It raises thus, if your faction is Legionis Demonica, certain areas in the battlefield are considered to be within your army's Shadow of Chaos as follows. Your deployment zone is always in your Shadow of Chaos. At the start of any phase, if you control at least half the objective markers within No Man's Land until the end of that phase, no Man's Land is within your Shadow of Chaos. And at the start of any phase, if you control at least half of the objectives within your opponent's deployment zone, that is also considered to be in your Shadow of Chaos range. Straight up, does this mean much yet? Uh, give us the breakdown of the Manifestation and Terror to give, give us the context of what this actually means. Well, actually, neither of those rules interact. So uh, good job there, Adam. Well done. Oh, well, done. Uh, no. well done. So, First so swing and a miss. The, yeah, so it's actually it's on the next page uh, is the Warp Rift. So the Shadow of Chaos basically just determines where you can deep strike units in. Um, it's the standard nine if you're not in the Shadow of Chaos, but if you are, it becomes six. So you basically go to six-inch charges uh, with deep strike units. Correct. Um, Now, the key thing here is that it is the start of a phase, so in order to deep strike, you have to control an objective at the start of the movement phase. You can't move on to one, then shadow it, and then deep strike in six. Um, It's going to be very hard to ever get that off in your opponent's deployment zone, but definitely the the No Man's Land is probably where there's the most impact anyway. Absolutely. Um, I think that's going to be pretty easy to do, you know, if you are, you know, if you really have to work on it. There is, uh, very interestingly, a lot of ways to cause battle shock tests outside of, um, you know, just casualties in this book. So you can even have, like, an objective that you don't control at the start of your turn, but you can battle shock a unit, you know, get it to objective control zero, control <laughs> that objective marker at the start of the movement phase. You know, there's some cool stuff you can do like that. So Laughs in Dark um, Angel. <laughs> Oh, look, you know what? Dark Angels aren't going to be good because they've been good for the last seven years or something like that. Exactly They're going to be bad, and it's not going to matter. But backtracking to Demonic Manifestation, when a Legion's Demonic unit from your army is within your uh, army's shadow of of chaos, each time that unit takes a Battleshock test, add one to that test, and if it's passed... One model in that unit regains up to D3 lost wounds. If that unit is a battle line unit and that test is passed, up to D3 models are returned instead. And then Demonic Terror, well, an enemy is within your Shadow of Chaos. Each time that unit takes a Battleshock test, subtract one from the test, and if they fail, they take a smite. They take D3 mortal wounds. So that's not nothing either. They're not, you know, don't write, nothing to write home about. They're not fake dice or anything like that. But that is, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and what's actually really cool again is like the way the Shadow of Chaos, uh, you know, the, the way that it triggers the start of each phase, it does mean if you go get in your opponent's deployment zone, if there's two objectives in there, you control one. Your opponent's deployment zone is in the shadow of chaos for their turn. Sure, they're going to kill you off before it comes to time, you know, for you to score primary points, right? But in their turn, if they're taking battle shock tests in their deployment zone, they're probably going to be in your, you know, your shadow of chaos. So I think that will trigger pretty often. Um, I actually think it's a really good way just to do chip damage. Um, so I'm here for it. I don't think it like it doesn't look like a lot, but I actually think this is going to have quite a bit of impact. 
Yeah, I agree as well. I do love some of the, the cheeky interactions here. It doesn't say... So I'm just reading the Demonic Manifestation again. When it's in your Shadow Curse, each time the unit takes a Battleshock test, there are so many units that make you take a Battleshock test for just having lost one guy or lost no models or just pointing at you and doing it. You know, Dante is one, for example, I believe. He's got like an aura of taking a battle shock within six. You could just heal your the demon army by making him take frivolous battle shocks. I think that is pretty cute. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very cool. Um, I also, look, here is my favorite interaction. I'm going to leak this now because I think this is really cool. Uh, what I think is going to happen really often is that you're going to put, like, one dude out onto an objective from behind some terrain. You're going to lose that guy. You're going to take a battle shock test at the start of your, you know, your following turn. You're going to get back on the objective, and you're going to steal some primary points. I love I that. I think that's going to happen really frequently. That's cute. Um, you used to have to, like, invest in the, the Warp Storm dice at the five dice heals yep. to do that. I think now you get to do it for free if your opponent's killing your stuff. So it's kind of cool. I really like that. So your opponent, you know, they, they want to line up on, 10 demonettes they need to shoot something with one instance of fire that's going to kill all 10 or you risk just doing absolutely nothing of consequence yeah, i think that's, that's right. really cute yeah. um break down demonic pact for us and give us if you have any inkling of whether this is going to be relevant by all means speak to it yeah so the demonic pact is the new allies rule essentially uh basically depending on what size mission you play you have 250 500 or 750 points. I don't even know which one's the 2K. Is it 2K Strike Force? Or strike Force, yeah. So yeah. yeah, 500 points of allies. There you go. I've never heard it called by its actual <laughs> name before, so we've learned something. Um, so you get 500 points of demon allies uh, in a World Eater's army. Um, you know, you only get Quorn Demons. In a Tyson's army, you only get Sench Demons. In a Death Guard army, you only get Nurgle Demons. And if you have Lucius the Eternal as the Slanesh Warlord uh, in a CSM detachment, you only get Slanesh Demons. So very similar to the way it was worded in ARCs, I believe. Uh, this is almost, I actually think this might almost be identical wording to the way it was worked in, worded in ARCs, um, but you are limited to 500 points now. So rather than it being a patrol, it's 500 points of, uh, of your army. Does, just look, having gone over this, just having gone over this index, does this index scream as something that's going to offer things to other Chaos armies as an ally? Uh, I, I think so. I, look, I do think a lot of this kind of wants to be uh, its own thing. Um, like, I think, for example, like, World Eaters, you know, like, they kind of don't really get much by adding more combat in. You know, it's just, like, there's nothing in corn you really want to add in. T-Suns uh, actually probably really love this. Like, again, I'm going to talk about a broken combo here, but, like, Thousand Suns using the Kabbalistic Ritual to turn off Armour Sage yes. and dropping uh, 15 Flamers pending points Oof. costs. Yeah. Um, at their opponent, they have <laughs> Torrent weapons that ignore yep. Armour Saves uh, is ridiculous to me um so i guess you know vic and david who played t-suns and zench demons at lvo were just that far ahead of the meta yeah, that they knew yeah. what was going You're, on mate just um, just nine months ahead that's it like <laughs> nine nine months ahead of the meta there we go like respect guys well done um you know it, you were too good for your time um and look I, I, we'll get to Nurgle when we get to Nurgle, but Death Guard aren't going to get anything by adding in nah. some of the worst starter sheets in the game. Um, oh, so, man. Oh, it pains uh, me to say, what the hell is with the Lucius Eternal stipulation? Like, uh, It's probably just a way that, because there's no, like... There's no Empress Children Slanesh, Codex. Like, there's, yeah, there's no Empress Children Codex, so I assume it's just a way to make you play mm. a Slanesh army. Um, like, how it's else in- do you do it? Like, yeah. you say... It's, this is probably just a, you know, a convenient way to, you know make you follow the spirit of the the right demonic allies, I guess. Agreed. 
All right, you've already gone over the warp rifts, the detachment rule, but I'll do it again very quickly. Each time a Legionis Demonica unit from your army is set up on the battlefield using the Deep Strike ability, if it is set up wholly within your army's Shadow of the of Chaos, it can be set up anywhere that is more than 6 inches from the enemy models rather than 9 inches. That is a huge boon. Not quite as good as, as kind of it is now, where you get, come within 3 inches in your own deployment zone, but this is a huge deal for the way the game is played with all the cards and scoring and things like that we don't know the gt pack was standing of course yeah of course um it's it's obviously yeah it's it's really cool um what is very interesting is that icons and instruments and all the lesser demons have changed they've gone back to the way they were before uh ninth yep. so you can get plus one to charge on things Ooh. like blood letters uh so you do get five inch charges with blood letters which is oh uh, very very cool um point spending obviously because if the unit is still 130 points i just don't think it's going to be quite worth it but um but also, you know, you'll love to see the lack of dents in in 10th edition. No neg 2 oh. charges from a cheeky forest. Chest kiss. Yeah, well, I guess we don't have Warp Storm Dice to ignore that anymore, so I guess I have to go back well. to caring about uh, <laughs> caring <laughs> about negatives to charge. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. That Not having that is is pretty good. I'm, I'm a fan. All right, jumping into the stratagems, the first of which is Corrupt Real Space, 1 CP. When the start of any command phase, target one Legionis Demonica unit from your army that is in range of an objective market you control. Effect, that objective market is said to be corrupted and remains under your control even if you have no models within range of it until your opponent controls it at the end of any turn. In addition, when any objective market is corrupted and under your control, the area of battlefield within six of that objective market is considered to be within your army's shadow of chaos. Good rule, bad rule. Seems funky. Seems more better for for one CP holding your backfield in a full yeet scenario than midboard. Yeah. But how do you feel about it? Yeah, so, look, here, here's the thing, right? Normally, if you have an objective and you go to not having that objective anymore, it's because your opponents put stuff on it, um, which usually means you're not going to hold it anyway. And with the way yeah. that, like, uh, objective control works now, like, someone's always going to hold the objective. They're almost never going to be drawn or, like, contested. Like, someone's going to hold the objective. So... I think into like full shooting armies, this is sick to put three Nurglings on a mid oh, yeah. board objective, mm-hmm. go first, be like, lol, that's mine, have your unit shot dead, and then just say, okay, well, you have to come and put something in front of me, and here's all my scary combat. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, I, I think it has its place, but I don't think it's busted. Fair. Give us the next one. Uh, we'll go uh, Draft of Terror. So we've got when you're shooting or fight phase, uh, target one uh, Legionist Demonica unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot or fight this phase. And the effect is until the end of the phase, improve the AP characters of weapons, uh, sorry, the armor penetration characteristic of weapons equipped by models in that unit by one. Uh, in addition, each time uh, such weapon targets a battle-shocked unit, you can re-roll the wound roll. Ooh, one CP. Hot, hot. Really this good. This is a, a sick strat, and it works in both shooting and fight phase. Um, I'm just going to say it. Uh, flamers of Zench are back. No. Um, no. Flam- flamers are back, baby. Oh, dude. Uh, oh, mate. That is... One imagine AP2 oh. auto-hit Flamers yes. uh, re-rolling yes, to wound uh, yep. against Battleshocked units. And um, they, deep, they deep strike good. down, take their pound of flesh, yeah. and then in the movement fa- your opponent's movement phase, they 1 CP, take another pound of flesh with Overwatch. That seems very strong for 1 CP. This, this strat is, I think, the best strat in the book. Um, 
it's probably really just good because it's utility is like there are so many places that you can use this um and it's actually really easy to force battle shock tests look maybe not on like really durable really high leadership units but there's a lot of battle shock jank in this army um so and it can, yeah it can really just make removing key objective holding pieces uh like an afterthought just one cp no question if you're getting the job done anymore yeah I really, like I, I really like this strategy. Right, I, I, next I, think up, it's, yeah, I think it's really good. Well, I'm, I'm going through the good ninth edition units, and I'm like, every single one of them would want this strat. Every single one. From Demonets to Horrors to... Everybody's happy to have this strat. Um, all right. Am I reading it or are you reading it? Warp Surge, I'm, I've got it. We're alternating, mate. You, you know this. <laughs> yeah, no, but you, 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 you said it. You just didn't say anything. I'm That's like, it. oh, you're having a stroke? What's going on? Not yet. One day, eventually. <laughs> uh, I've been doing this for... Dude, I've been doing this for three years now. In like in a, in a couple episodes, I'll crack, I'll crack over to 156 episodes. It's going to be wild. Um, all right, Warp Surge, 1 CP. When your charge phase, one Demonica unit from your army that is within your army shadow of chaos. Till the end of the phase, your unit is eligible to declare a charge, even if it advanced. You can't tell me that is crap. That oh, is, it's so it's so good. That's so good, man. Wow. Yeah, it's very very hot. I do like the sequencing as well. You do it in your charge phase after you see if you've shot anything dead, after you see if what your advance rolls are, after you see yeah, any overwatches or things like that. Uh, well, in the movement phase. Um, yeah, I think this is good. This is phenomenal. Yeah, happening in the charge phase is uh is pretty good, right? No, mm. no, Tony, shining spear, Jack gun. Yeah, you get to <laughs> you get to wait and see if you, you want to charge. <laughs> Got um, all the callbacks. I, I mate, it's sort of an addition, right? We got to remind people of Legends past president. That's future. right. That's right. Um, this strat is obviously really good. Uh, there's a lot of units that like it. Um, it's you, know, you. You do have to get the unit. Like the unit has to be in your shadow of chaos, which is you know restrictive enough that i think it's not just like you know face roll stupid easy to do um but the sequencing again is really important because this happens in your charge phase if you move on to objectives in the middle of the board uh at the start of your charge phase that um like that will be you know within yes. the shadow of chaos so yep, yep. the sequencing here is really important too it, it also doesn't say wholly within or entirely within one model out of 10 could be within your shadow of warp and then the unit is within right um I think if the unit is within, it doesn't say holy within. I'd have to actually nah. check the wording on how that works. So I don't know. You could have, what, nine mm. out of ten demonets in your opponent's deployment zone declaring a charge because one of them is in midfield in in shadow range because that, that's a game changer. If that has how it works, that's pretty. Yeah, hard. maybe. I, I actually don't know. Um, yeah. I have to check how that's worded in this edition because obviously it doesn't say holy within, so I think you're right. But I don't know if they've changed the wording on within, holy within, you know. Yep, yep. But, uh, in ninth edition logic, it works. Yeah, well, exactly right. You can't can't assume it's the same, but yeah. Um, all right, what's up next? We got denizens of the warp. Uh, so you use this one in your movement phase. You target one legionnaire demonica unit from your army that is coming in via deep strike, um, and that unit can be set up three inches horizontally from any enemy models. You uh, don't get to charge with that unit though. You can only shoot or be there for the sake of doing other things, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, Mate, you know, I have, a three-inch delivery. I've seen GSC players stealing objectives here, there, and everywhere for the last, like, two years because yeah. of a similar ability. That is just going to be good. Yeah, three-inch three deep strike is obviously um, obviously really good. There is not a lot of great shooting in the army, so it's not really going to be good for damage, but it's going to be v really good for positioning. Um it's also going to be really good for like playing secondaries, like playing yeah. cards. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be really, really powerful for that. 
Yeah, you just rip a card you couldn't get otherwise, slap down the CP, three-inch deep strike, go, go get it. I think that's, it sounds sick. It. All right, uh, next up we have the Realm of Chaos. This is one CP. When at the end of your opponent's turn, target up to two Legions of Monica units from your army that are within your army's Shadow of Chaos or one other Legionis Demonica unit from your army. Effect, remove the target units from the battlefield and place them into strategic reserves. They will arrive back on the battlefield in a reinforcement step of your next movement phase using the Deep Strike ability. Restrictions, you cannot target units that are within engagement range or one or more enemy units. That's pretty sick. Yeah, um, side side up, no, sorry, side question here. Do we know if there's a rule about doing this post-turn three anymore? There is like, not as this yet. Like- oh, okay. So, cool. but but I will say that in ninth edition, that rule existed exclusively in the GT packs. That, so that is true. If it's yeah. on brand, if we're on brand with uh, with the previous edition, it'll be coming whenever we get the GT pack, of course. Yeah, I, I have a feeling because it's a strat, it might like might let you do it. My first thought here is that like if you play things like gambits, this is you know pretty mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. sick. Like picking stuff up and putting them yeah, in dude. the exact right place to. Complete your gambit is pretty cool. I don't know. I really like that. Um, I, like I think that this a is a, a useful strat. I think it'll probably, again, it's not going to get used every single turn of every game, but it's um, but it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good too. All right, last one, mate. We've got Demonic Invulnerability. Um, you use this in the shooting phase. Uh, after an enemy unit has selected its targets, you pick one unit that was selected as a target for one or more of those uh, enemies' attacks. And until the end of the phase, every time you take an involved save for that unit, you re-roll a saving throw of one. Hmm. Mm, How do you feel about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Only shooting phase? I wish it was shooting and fight phase. Yeah, so like if you if if you do the math right, like you look at something like a bloodthirster that's got 18 wounds down. Um, you know, if you take 18 wounds, you're gonna pass nine, you're gonna roll three ones, and you're gonna turn one and a half of those into four ups. So if you take 18 wounds, you're getting one and a half wounds worth of value back out of that. I I just don't think the math is quite that good. I think it's going to be really clutch on like turn five of a game when you're trying to keep some horrors alive or mm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know about this one, to be honest. I don't, I don't love it. I wish it was, if it was fight phase as well, I'd like it a lot more. Just being shooting phase. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think this is going to happen on like turn five when you've got a unit trying to yeah. stay alive and an objective yeah. and you're getting shot by a bunch of things. When, and like, yes, the, yeah. you you both got limited resources. They've got like an exact amount of stuff to get a job done, and you're just going to one CP tilt the math and yeah, see if it's that's enough. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. All right, mate. Uh, as for the suite of, of six stratagems, Draught of Terror is just absolutely busted compared to the rest. But there, there's some good stuff there as well, right? I I, I kind of think they're all good. Like they're they're all useful. Um, yeah. I think Draft of Terror is the best one. But, like, man, Warp Search is pretty good. Advancing Charge is pretty good. Yeah, Dream Deep Strike is pretty good. Yep. Man, they're kind of all good. Um, I'm, I'm I'm here for these strats. Yeah. I'm I remember the- we, we did the Chaos Demons retrospective a month ago. I'm like, nah, all the strats are shit. Exactly. Well, this time Dude, they're it- all good, so it's yeah. great. You are not wrong, mate. Like, the only Drought of Terror is the screams to me, slap that thing down every single, all five turns of the game. The rest of them yes. is like, fair enough, advance and charge on the go turn, Dennis is a warp, you know, when you're going to steal an objective and, and, you know, change the game. And the rest of the other three are pretty, uh, you know, situational. Um, yeah, man. All right, into the enhancements, we have four. Uh, first up is Argath, the King of Blades, which was a near-auto include on your Bloodthirster in uh, the current edition. Corn, uh, demonic unit model only. Add one to the attacks and strength characteristic of the bearer's melee weapons. When the bearer is within your army shadow with chaos, add two to the attack and strength characteristics instead. Um, 
not not like what I love to see as an enhancement. I don't love to see single model enhancement, like making one model better when you only have a, a you know we only have two or three of these things to choose from. But that is not a bad buff, realistically. When well, yeah. I hate to inform you, Adam, but all of them do exactly that. Um, <laughs> there's no there's no auras. There's no like uh, no auras. They're, they're all, all just that. Um, there you yeah. go. This is this is probably the best one, um, and we'll talk about that when we get to the corn section. I'll tell you why this is the best one. Um, I think I think this is just like. That's just the best one. Fair, fair. Who you do, who do you want to take this on? Uh, Bloodthirst, probably. Hell yeah! Um, Lo- I love potentially, that you just said that. potentially, awesome. potentially a demon prince, but it, it does depend a lot on points here. Um, love, love hearing that one of the best demon players still says a bloodthirster is worth taking in tenth. Fantastic. Again, I'll I'll, ex- I'll explain why uh, when we get to the corn section. Uh, and again, this is all pending points because I've got no idea how many points these things cost. So bloodthirst is three hundred and fifty points. You're probably not going to want to take him. Fair, but um. Yeah, I think this is the best one. Uh, so I'll do the worst one. Um, <laughs> the Endless Gift. Yay. Uh, a, a Nurgle Legionis Demonica unit gets a 5 plus Feel No Pain, uh, and when it's in Shadow of Chaos, it's a 4 plus Feel No Pain. I mean, that's good, right? If if the model is good. <laughs> it would be if the data sheet wasn't terrible. Well, I mean, uh, surely you can just get a, a big old fat boy into the midboard and be like, ha, huh, 4 up in Feel No Pain. Yeah. You can definitely do that. He's not going to do anything when he gets there. He's not going to do anything. Look, GUO comes out at 200 points, slap this on him all day, every day, and it'll be fine. But he's he's not going to be 200 points. Um, like, the, the, the Grand Unclean one does nothing, and he's really slow, right? So you have to deep strike him. Um, and, like, sure, maybe maybe he deep strikes six away, rolls hot on the dice, gets in, and then, like, he's hard to kill. But he doesn't kill anything anyway. Um, so the rule actually sounds much better than oh, it is. I'd man. much rather have the full plus pain on the Bloodthirster, though. Like, yeah. I just scrolled down to the GUO. Moose 7. Oh, that's, uh, that's pretty slow. That's pretty slow for a massive base. All right. Um, next up, we have the Everstave. Uh, Zinch, you know, Demonica unit. Uh, add one to the strength characteristic of the bearer's range weapons and increase the range characteristic of such weapons by three. While the, while the bear is within your army shadow chaos, add two to the strengths and increase the range by six. Is this uh, mean that like what? Uh, I'm assuming keepers now, sorry, no, um, locks now have a lot of range attacks in in lieu of you know not having smites and thunderbolts and uh, things. Sorry, a, uh, a lot of change. Stretch. Yeah, a lot is a, a lot. stretch. Um, one. <laughs> they've, got one. Eight, they've got one. Yeah, <laughs> the strength isn't really the problem of that attack. Okay. Um, it's more just like the fact that it's not many dice that you're rolling. Um, so I don't really think this is going to make a significant difference. Fair. All right, here's with the last one. All right, we've got the Soul Stealer. Uh, Slanesh Legionist Monarchy Units. Uh, sorry, model only, not unit. Um each time the bearer destroys an enemy model with a melee attack, roll a d6, adding one to the result. If you're within the shadow of chaos on a four plus, you regain one lost wound. Um, it's okay. The problem is that it doesn't crank the damage at all. Um, and I think once you're in, you're pretty like you're pretty much at risk of getting one turn. Like the keeper is really, you know, it's the most fragile of the greater demons, um, and it's probably. Probably very likely to get one turned. Uh, I think if I was, you don't get one turned, you're probably just winning, right? I mean, I, I was pretty happy with the Keeper data sheet when it came out in the preview. I thought, this seems about right for a Keeper. But then I played a couple of games and I realized how lethal the game still is. I'm like, oh, concerns. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure it keeps you healthy enough. And the thing is, you also have to like it's killing models, right? So like, if you're hitting anything that's multi wound, yeah. you know, you don't necessarily kill a whole bunch of models. Like, sure, you can go into a unit of ten crew and heal six wounds, but then the tower army shoots you off the board. Um, so I don't know. I just don't think it's going to do anything. I, I just don't think it's going to come up all that often. Fair. Um, I mean, looking at these, I don't want any of these to cost more than 20 points when their points come out. In fact, I don't want any of these to cost more than 15 points when they come out. Um, Yeah, I might pay pay 20 for the corn one. Yeah, fair. All right, in saying that, let's start talking about some data sheets. So this is not the show where I want to sit down and review every single data sheet. We ain't got that kind of time, and I feel like that is just very boring content. You you can go and see that stuff, you know, where people have visual mediums and all those kind of things. We're going to go through our export, and this this, this – case it's the athlete Matt Morisoli, his best picks per god. We're going to do every greater demon, I think, or at least one version of the greater demon. If there's a named one that's better than the than the vanilla one, we'll do that one. And then at least one, if not two other picks from that god. If Matt thinks it's good enough to talk about, we're going to talk about it. So, Corn is up first, mate. Where are we going first? Um, look, we can talk, we can talk about Scarbrand because he's my baby, um, but he, he's not great. Like, he, he's definitely okay. So, uh, he has retained his no fallback uh, aura. Um, you do have to make people fail a leadership test now, which isn't on 3D6 anymore, and there's less ways to manipulate leadership than there were before. Uh, so it really is like uh, a much less reliable version of that, and that's probably what's going to make him uh, not so good because he does move eight inches. Um, and, you know, the the fact that you can't trap things and combat things can actually just run away from you now is how, probably – oh, sorry. Yeah. How far does he move now? Is he move 10 now? Oh, yeah, he degrades down to eight, but, like, yes. Um, but, like, it's more so that once he gets in now, he traps things reliably, uh, but he doesn't do that. Yep. Um, so I mean, he still has a plus one attack aura. He still has the no fallback aura. Yep. Um, but, you know, the no fallback aura is a much less uh, much less reliable aura to, you know, to get off. He... Um, that being said, he does have eight attacks of strength 16 and <laughs> six flight damage. I was about um, to say, he hits like a gallant with two more attacks, but doesn't ignore involves like he does now. Well, yeah, for, for what it's worth, you can make that seven damage, um, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Um, he hits pretty good, but honestly, the vanilla bloodthirster, I do think just hits a little bit better. Fair. All right, well, let's... let's... Talk about that then. Easy done. Uh, so stat line of a vanilla bloodthirster is move 12, toughness 11, 4-up save with a 4-up invuln, 18 wounds, leadership 6, and 5 OC. Give us the uh, the importance. Yeah, so uh, firstly, corn demons within 6 get plus 1 to hit, which is pretty good for a couple of the combos we're going to talk about. Um, he does a 4-up uh, a mortal at the end of the phase like he does now. The go-to uh, loadout is still going to be the Great Axe. Um, the shooting weapons just aren't very good. Uh, he keeps like retains his heavy flamer, um, but yeah, his shooting weapons just aren't that strong. But the Great Axe of Corn is a 14 attack um, sweep of strength 10, neg wow. 3, 2 damage, yeah. or a 7 attack solid hit for 16, neg 4, d6 plus 2 damage. Um, but before we go any further here, we have to take a small scroll down, a couple of data sheets, and talk about our friend... The Rendmaster. Now, do you know what a Rendmaster is, Adam? Never heard of him. So it exists now. It's awful. But if you go find the Rendmaster, it's on page 17. You found the Rendmaster? Yeah, I found the Rendmaster. Uh, I'd love you to read me off the two, uh, sorry, well, the, the top of its special rules, the Blood Throne. 
Okay. Uh, at the start of the fight phase, select one enemy unit within 18 of invisible to this model. Until the end of that phase, each time a friendly corn leaches demonic unit makes an attack that targets that unit, improve the strength, AP, and damage by one. Three damage sweeps on your bloodthirster is where you're going, right? Yeah, you got three damage sweeps uh, at strength 11. 11, but, AP 3. But at strength 13 with the relic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, at AP, uh, AP 4, that's 17 one, sweep attacks. Dude, one CP to go to another AP with the uh, the drought. Yep. And reroll wounds against battle Wow. Wow. Um, that's so a this is bender. why, yeah. Holy so this crap. is why the Bloodthirster is my choice for the Greater Demons. This is why the Corn Demon weapon is my choice for the. I think just because this combo is so incredibly potent. That's the best um, sweep in the game. That is the best sweep I've seen. I think, I think it might be. Hey? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. It's, pre- yeah. it's pretty bloody good. Holy crap! Um, uh, and for what it's worth, it does make the big sweeps. Not that I think it matters, but it makes the big sweeps strength nineteen. <laughs> Um, strength 19, AP 5, D6 plus 3 damage. Yep. Um, wow. Pretty good. You know? Pretty good, you say. Pretty, pretty good. good. I do so have say. You, have, you, have you been convinced by my, my good friend, the Rend Master? I, I'm convinced he will make your bloodthirster immensely crazy. But is he good enough by, uh, like... When the points come out, we'll have to see. He's toughness That's 9 it. with a 4-up involved and 9 wounds. Yeah. Toughness 9. That's not bad. So... The other key here, and we are, I, I apologize, we're going to jump around a little bit here, but I think it makes more sense to talk about the um, some of the Packages. non-god, like the non-god specific units right now. So Bellacore does give you an aura of units not being targetable outside of 18 inches, which is conveniently yep. the same range as the Blood Throne rule here. Correct. So you can actually keep this guy who can't join a unit safe and untargetable from shooting by standing him near Bellacore while he points at things and your corn units go and kill them. Wow. Um, yep. And Bellacore also gives you a Shroud of Chaos Aura, which means you can deep strike charge with plus one strength AP and damage uh, on things like Bloodletters uh, on five-inch charges. So there's a whole lot of, like, juice flow in here, right? There's a whole lot of uh, really interesting combos going on. It's all so super points-dependent. It is, yeah. Like like everything you're seeing in these part ones, everything is points-dependent. There is going to be a bunch of these part ones that are done after the points come out, but this, for the sake of the content, i gotta, I got to choo-choo along and get them all done. Uh, one more corn uh, data sheet, well, mate. Sorry, let's um, let's just do the Demon Prince, because the Demon Prince, I think, is kind of a corn data sheet. Um, he is all the way at the bottom, so I'm going to have to wait for my PDF to load. Hold Me too. On up. <laughs> I'm doing the same it's thing. It's a 120-page PDF. It does take a minute. It just does. Um, okay, so the Demon Princes uh, get a God Allegiance now, which basically gives them a different buff. So Corn 1 gets plus 2 strength. Uh, the Zinch 1 gets plus 3 attacks to the shooting weapon. The Nurgle 1 gets plus 1 toughness. The Slash 1 gets plus 2 to move. Both the Normal Prince and the Flying Prince hit the same. I believe they hit the same. They do. Um, so the Princes are pretty good. Um, the normal, the non-flying prince can get a three-plus invuln save for a turn uh, using um, its ability, which is pretty cool. And it also gives all units within six stealth, which is also pretty cool. So that is big. I like the normal prince coming out of deep strike, uh, or the flying prince if you're going to put him on the board. Now the prince has a really good weapon here as well. So he's got a strike attack, which is um, six attacks of uh, strength ten as corn, AP two three damage. Yep. And then 14 attacks with the sweep of uh, strength 6, AP 0, 1 damage. Now, when you um, add on the Renmaster buff here, 
you do get <laughs> yeah, fifteen attacks, strength seven, uh, AP one, two damage on um add in one CP. Oh, yeah, on on the melee weapon, correct. Add in one CP to go to AP two on those sweeps. Yep. And yep. all of a sudden he's killing like full units of space marine equivalents. He is, um, yeah. He's annihilating them. Yeah, and this is on a dude with a two plus save, a once per game three plus invol. And to be honest, if you're rocketing these princes, you know, into your opponent, buffing them by or debuffing your opponent rather, and then like saying, Lol, I've got a three plus invol and shoot me back. This is where the reroll saving throws of one becomes <laughs> yeah, dude. so yeah. clutch. Three, the three plus rerolling saving throws yeah. of one. Huge. Um, insane. Uh, so well, I yeah, I will apologize for like diverting our um, you know, our the order of things here. Um but you know, it's it's dude, pretty spicy. Is, is there a triple prince combo? I'm thinking about a triple the, prince combo right the, now. There might be. Um, just yeah. quickly before we finish on the Prince Man, um, the Winged Prince doesn't get the 3-plus involved, but what it does get uh, is plus 3 attacks once per game. So you can use oh. that to combo with yeah. the Ren Master buff and the extra AP buff, mm-hmm. and you can go to, to the uh, 18, 18 sweeps, 10 <laughs> D attacks, um, and you can also, every single time you fight with them, you choose either lethal, precision, or sustained hits. That's nuts. So... Um, lethality in the game has gone down, people. It's not... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, look, maybe look, maybe Korn is not the best way to play this guy, but from what I've investigated so far... Seems oh, look, good. I'm, I'm pretty hype on uh, mm. on a couple of Demon Princes. I've, I've ordered a couple of the new models. I'm really excited because I've got, like, Dude, five of the old ones. The new model is sick um, as well. It, it is very cool. But anyway, um, that's my hot take on the unaligned units. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Most you know, important. Uh, uh, but what Other do you think of that, Furies? Yeah. <laughs> They're not in the book. Never oh. heard of them. I know. I'm so sad. I'm joking. Um, a, and they so, even made new ones and then deleted they, they them. Did. I don't get it. I they don't made get it. new ones and then you can't play them. Now, look, yep. um, one common theme in this book is there are some really good characters that can only join, uh, admittedly, shit units. Um, so a couple of the Cornfoot Heralds are okay, but Bloodletters will live or die by how many points they are. Bloodletters, like, you know, as a unit, are fine. Um, but there is also a chance that they come out at 15 points a model and they're not fine. So things like the Bloodmaster, which give you a plus three inch, like a six inch consolidate is really good when you come out of deep strike with a five inch charge, then get a plus three inch consolidate and you go and touch things, right? It's pretty good. Um, but if blood letters come out really expensive, it's just not going to be very yeah. valuable. And I was praying that they'd give us back 20 mans for the lesser, lesser demons. And they really, they didn't. Well, at least they didn't for blood letters. I didn't check the other three. They didn't for anybody, unfortunately. <laughs> that it still annoys me. Still annoys me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, is there cool. another corn data sheet you want to talk to? Yeah, the, the last corn data sheet we'll talk about is the Skull Cannon. Um, so the Skull Cannon's actually good now, and we spoke about this when we did the corn retrospective, and I said everyone who plays Skull Cannons are idiots. Well, <laughs> now now the egg is well and truly on my face because they're good again, and I don't own any of those models, so I'm going to have to go and buy some the models are all skull, they, dildo Skull I, Cannon things. I owned three of them in fantasy, and they broke like dust in my hands, as weak as oh. T-Suns in my hands, people. They're just Rip. so spindly. So the Skull Cannon is a uh, T9, 4+, 4+, Involved Save dude with OC3, which is, nice. I guess, good yeah. to not get stolen on the objective yep. with one guy. Um, it shoots a 48-inch range blast, um, D6 plus two shot, uh, hit on three, strength nine, minus one, two damage gun. So it's an okay gun. Um, but really what's valuable here is that, A, it has a couple of good combat attacks to sort of fight back against, you know, random dorks who try and come and charge you. Um, 
But it has this rule that says in your shooting phase after this model is shot, pick one enemy unit that's been hit by one or more of those attacks and you take a battle shock test. That's it. So this is after you've moved. This means you yep. can get in range for auras and stuff. Yeah. You can use a three-inch deep strike to bring like some uh, some horrors or something in to give the negative leadership aura off. And then you can force battle shock test on a unit you never plan on killing, but trigger battle shock for the reroll to wound strat. Um, yes. So I really like the skull cannon. Yep. Um you could also just take a smite when they fail, right? If they're within Shadow yep. of Chaos. And at the same yep. time that you cause them... Wait, so let's say you have a mid-board objective. You hold one, they hold one, and you hit them with mm-hmm. this and they fail the battle shock. Do they automatically have to take... Is it, is Where's the sequencing? Does the Shadow of Chaos happen and then they take the battle shock and the mortals happen? Or do they take the battle shock, then the Shadow rocks up and so they don't take the mortals? Uh, wait, what? Can you repeat that? So demonic terror reads: when an enemy unit yeah. is within your uh, your shadow of the of chaos, each time that unit takes a battle shock test, should attract one from the test, and if it's failed, they take a smite. They take D three mortals. So when, if you already hold one, then it's in your shadow of chaos because you'll move on to it in your movement phase. At the start of the shooting phase, it will be your shadow. Then when you shoot them, they'll take a save from within your shadow. So yes, so they will. Be theoretically, though, there's three objectives on the table. You hold one, they hold one, and no one holds the third. So to hold more, to hold more than half, you have to have hold one to zero or you have to hold two to one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah that's right, yes. So yeah. theoretically, if you make them take the battle shock, when if would they take the mortals or not if it's in that exact scenario? Oh, I don't think so. I, I think I they would think have so to either. already. Yeah, yeah. they probably have to already. Um, yeah. Yeah, that to take the battle anyway, shock while yeah. the shadow's there. Yeah, cool. Anyway, we sorted that out for somebody scratching their head later in a couple of months from now <laughs> when that actually yeah, happens. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, how many points would you want to see a skull cannon out for it to be attractive? Uh, 80. Yeah, I think somewhere between 80 and 100 would be fine. I think I think uh, I wouldn't, that wouldn't depends. Pay you, wouldn't pay 100. I think it depends whether you take one, two, or three, depending on if it's between 80 yeah. and 100. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zinch time, mate. Oh, Tesla Tech. All right, let's do it. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about Kairos or the, or the regular Keeper? Uh, we'll, we'll talk Lock. about a lot of change. Uh, sorry, the, so we'll talk about Kairos, man. So in the theme today of people being right at LVO and me being wrong, Nick took fate with me to LVO. And you know you know what? Look, the, the, egg, the egg is still on my face. Uh, I, I am continuing to be wrong with people who are, you know, nine months ahead of the meta. Uh, fate Weaver is a boss, man. Fate Weaver is pretty cool. Um, so Fate Weaver is a move 12, uh, T10, um, 20 wound, uh, six leadership OC five with a four plus invuln. Um, he has a, um, 24 inch range, uh, infernal gateway, which basically is D six plus three, uh, blast, uh, psychic attacks that are indirect AP2, D3 damage. Indirect. Uh, in, well, indirect. Yeah, sure. But he's already, you know, he's probably going to be able to see anything anyway. Oh, he's massive. massive. Yeah. Um, True. And you can then focus it for um, D3 plus 6 uh, AP3 instead and take Hazardous on there also. Um, then he's got a pretty good combat weapon. It's a, you know, 5 attack, yeah, um, damn. 8, AP2, 2D3 damage, Donk, Staff of Tomorrow. Yep. Um, so some of the things that are really good about Fate Weaver, right? He's got one head looks forward. Every time you target a Zench unit but within 6 of them a sky for a strat, you roll a dice. If it's um, greater than the current battle round, you get a CP. So you can pop flamers down near him, use the extra AP, re-roll wound strat, and on turn two, you get that back on a three-up. It's pretty yep. good. That's pretty um, good. Then he also has effect. He has a, you know, um, just a, uh, you know, plus one CP on an opponent's strat. Um, on Overwatch? He's just, hell yeah. Yeah, that, that's right. He's just kind of better than the normal order change, I think. The normal order change isn't quite as good. 
Um, obviously, it's got a couple less wounds. You know, he's just, you know, he's not quite as good. Um, I I like Fate Weaver here if they're similar I, points. I like Fate Weaver as well. Looking at this, looking at the difference, how much better Infernal is than Bolt is ridiculous. Like, it's six inches more range, the same strength, but indirect and way better damage. Like, so D3 yeah. on both, way better rend on both versions, way more shots right. on both versions. So he's just yeah. a way better output platform for, and with, yeah, what, well, look, two more wounds? Yeah. yeah. The Lord of Changes focused one is, is well, sorry, they're, sorry, they're both nine shots. So it is, like, more volume. But Fate Weaver's attack is much better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, mate, what's another data sheet in Zinch? Uh, okay, so um, we're going to talk about horrors of various descriptions because which horror you want depends very much on points cost um but horrors are really really good okay um, so they've all got a four plus invul now it's yep. always it's combat and shooting so blues and brimstones have nice. a four plus invul from shooting um the uh split rule is the same so each time a horror unit in this model uh, sorry a horror model in this unit is destroyed after they've finished making their attacks the unit's not destroyed on a four up, you get to add uh, a brimstone. Um, if a pink horror dies, uh, on a four up, you get to add two blue horrors. So it's the exact same split mechanic as we currently have. Um, blue horrors have an aura of negative one leadership. And this is leadership, not um, like uh, affecting battle shock tests. Like some of these rules say, take a battle shock test at negative one. This specifically affects leadership, um, which is pretty important. The really good thing here, and this is why I think it's going to be a bit of a blue horror meta if they come out at you know a low points cost, is the exploding horrors rule. So if you have a brimstone horror in the unit, which you're, you know, can find a way to kill a horror, I guess that's pretty useful. Um, if you've got a brimstone horror in the unit after you charge, um, when you when you fight with that unit, you roll a dice for each brimstone. Every four plus, you kill a brimstone and you do a mortal wound. What this allows you to do is charge things, get onto objectives, kill the brimstone horror, and then be on the objective and your opponent can't fight you back. Oh, um, uh, because, yeah, they're going to be everything that's between exactly you. Like, yeah, exactly yeah. like the Scarabs yeah. uh, yeah. used to do. Um, it's insane. It's it's actually insane. Um, it's just going to let you charge and take objectives off people. And so just for, for the, to paint the logistics of this, you're going to charge with your blue horror unit. The whole front rank of the blue horror unit is going to be brimstone horrors. It's going to be yeah. one brimstone horror. It's going to be ex- one brimstone horror. Exactly so it right. says um, for each brimstone horror model you select, roll a D6 on a four plus, um, you know, that model is destroyed. So basically it's, it's, it's a 50-50. You're not guaranteed, but you're going to have only one brimstone there. So you only have yep. to kill one brimstone. Exactly right. And so, yeah, then that's the win. That, that's the thing you're based against and you're fighting through. And then a four plus, that guy dies, you're outside engagement range, they can't fight back. That is pretty sick. Um, it, yeah, and pulling that off is going to take some nuance and some some doing and then stopping it from your opponent's point of view by, I don't know, making sure that they, you, you have enough things that if they roll high enough, they have to base you with more models. It would be the, the way to counter that. But uh, that is a nice little piece of jank. It's it, really interesting that they put that data sheet, they put that on the um, on the blue data sheet, not the pinks, but I suppose you have to go down through the blues to get to the brims, so kind of That's makes sense. There, there isn't a brimstone horror data sheet. Exactly. It's just a, it says blue horrors. Uh, it's kind of weird there is no brimstone horror data sheet, but um, again, the other thing here is they still have the instrument of chaos, so you can deep strike pink horrors five inches or four, six inches away and get a five inch charge and then um you know get well, them in dude, stuck in start splitting you know pink are, horrors are, have oc2 which is yeah. nice 
Exactly right. I was about to say they have OC2. Um, they don't shoot awfully, like range 18, hitting on threes, strength four, rend one, two shots. So 20 shots from a unit of 10, you know, they can go to rend two, hitting on threes. That's not awful. Yeah, they're, they're definitely they're definitely okay. Um, again, I think that Pink Horror is going to be way more of a sponge rather than a damage-dealing unit. Um, but, man, the fact that they've got a four-plus in combat, the fact that all of them have a four-plus in combat, uh Oh, I think it's going to be if. What's oh, a buff, man? My, my gut, straight up. My, yeah, my gut feel is pink horror is going to be expensive, but blues won't. If blues are a similar points cost to the way they are now, like you know, what's the unit of blue horror? Sixty points. Um, if they're a similar cost to that, I will be running sixty. Uh, they are battle line. Yeah, um, I will be running sixty of them. Damn. All right. Uh, I'm assuming we have to talk about flamers because oh, I believe yes, we, they're going to be here. They're, they're going to be back. Um, so we're going to talk about Flamers and the Exalted Flamer. Uh, have you seen what the Exalted Flamer does? No, I haven't. So the Exalted Flamer is a character who can lead a Flamer unit. Um, while this model is leading a unit, all weapons in that unit have the Assault ability. Yay! <sighs> so they've all got uh, Advance and Shoot, which is really cool. They move 9 um, innately, so they can go 15 and then shoot 12. So 27-inch threat range. Yep. That's right. So the Flamers shoot D6 shots, Strength 4, Neg 1, one damage. They still actually have okay combat attacks for some reason. Some reason. They are strength yeah. four, not strength five now. So like that probably makes them a little bit worse. But you know, when they can get AP two and reroll to wound, it's probably not that much worse. Um, the exalted flamer does have the like the last cannon shot, the strength nine, AP three, three damage shot that has ignore cover, uh, and then it has a two d six flamer of strength five, neg one, one damage as well. Yep. Um, and after you shoot with the Exalted Flamer, uh, any one that was hit by that attack on a four-up, um, that unit's on fire. Uh, and while it's on fire, you take away two from move, advance, and charge rolls for that unit as well. That's cool, because they have they have had something like that. Zinch's Flame like uh, has been around since, like, 5th edition. And uh, it hasn't it wasn't, wasn't in ninth edition, so it's cool to see it's, they've added it back a little bit. Yeah, so it doesn't affect monsters and vehicles, but... Um, I don't know. Minus two, move, advance, and charge. It's yeah, amazing. It's not nothing, man. It's um, especially when you can shoot that like the big the big gun from eighteen inches away. Um, your opponent sits up to get an objective. You shoot them. They're negative two to move, uh, advance, and charge. Like it's. Yeah. Well, I'm actually. It's it's actually one of the things that's starting to concern me about how many armies have access to the minuses to move, advance, and charge. This is only on a four plus to one thing. Barb Gaunt's caused me some concerns, um, as in, like, they could just come in on turn two, shoot, you know, uh, if you leave a gap, they shoot every unit of your units behind an L, and then the game is over, because you can no longer get to an objective to do anything relevant, <laughs> and then yeah. stuff like that, and also, like, Thunderfires and um, Basilisks, so... It's, yeah, this is, a good, this is a good unit. So you can take two to five flamers and one pirate cluster. So you can go after seven in the unit in deep strike with the the exalted. That's a that's a sexy package. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's you know, it's it's pretty good. So they move nine T four three wounds one OC four plus involved. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, mate. Anything else in Zinch? Um, look, uh, nothing's great. The the blue scribes are honestly the worst starter sheet I've seen. <laughs> Um, anywhere. Uh, so we're not going to talk about that. It's, it's atrocious. Um, obviously, there are no psychic powers anymore, so it can't steal psychic powers, um, which, you know, is sad. This, um, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about... Oh, you go. Yeah. So I, I'm actually going to make a point of that. Because there's no psychic powers um, and because the psychic essentially is just shooting, does this make more of a case to just not give a crap about it and play more corn, play more, like... 
psychic does the psychic phase doesn't exist so why should i prioritize it because in all honesty like i look i looked at the law to change and i'm like eh if its buffs aren't relevant it's a, it's a crap data sheet for the points maybe yeah so i think that you know you can't have all combat you need to have some form of range damage um but you know like the you know in in the current like the current chaos book the zench powers are so good you'd never not take them but like if you could get equivalent shooting damage to sort of like make up for that you would so i think if you just take shooting then you know you probably fill the need for although there aren't psychic powers like you, you can't like you can't straight up replace them but like there's, there's nothing to replace them with but um i think that shooting or psychic shooting now is all kind of the same thing and as long as you have some amount of range damage i think you're okay well i gotta tell you like uh kairos's power is the first power that i've seen that i've genuinely been impressed by like they're genuinely yeah, like well, it's that pretty is, good yeah. that is as good as what you're losing the rest of them yeah. i've been pretty disappointed by most of the psychic you know um psychic replacement powers well the the ones that do damage because like there's nothing here that does like mortal wounds so why is it is it good is any are any of them good but anyway we wait to see the rest of them all right on to a no uh on to no oh, we've got one, we've got one more zench data sheet to do man right, i'm so gonna it. do the changeling uh, have you seen what the changeling does yet not laid on me he's very cool so he's got learned operative and stealth um so he can hide behind Sick. units and stuff yep. which is nice um he is move six t3 five wounds uh with a four plus involve He's got um, a couple of uh, shooting options. He's got uh, Infernal Flames, which is like a 12-inch D6, 6 minus 1, 1 damage, and you can focus it for three more shots and D3 damage. Um, so it's not a great weapon. He's got an okay combat weapon. You know, he's strength 4 minus 1 D3 damage. It's okay. But he's got some, like, bloody sick, sick special rules. <laughs> so every time an enemy wants to shoot this unit, uh, you must first take a battle shock test. If that test is failed, uh, in addition to being battle shocked, you can't shoot. Oh wow! This is pretty cool. I can't shoot this fate. Oh, sorry, you can't shoot this model. Sorry. Yeah. So even if, you to, shooting, even if you manage to get close enough with the lone operative and all that and stealth and stuff to target him properly, yeah, you'd be like, no, nah, you still failed. <laughs> and at the start of your opponent's shooting phase, select one unit within twelve on a d6 uh, roll of two to five. Uh, every time that unit uh, makes a hit roll, you take one away from the hit roll. On a six, it just can't shoot. Wow. <laughs> it's kind well, of funny. It makes it distract one from the hit roll. You're already stealth, so they're already you're already minus one to your hit. Now you're minus two yeah. to hit, but they can't stack. So, well, unless yeah, they're plus this one hit. This can shoot something else, though. Like, they could target a different oh, unit, right? So true. they can just take one away from hitting something else. True. But they're just on a six, they just don't get to shoot. Yeah. Um, it's funny to start of their shooting phase as well, because that would, like, if you did that to me and I was minus one to hit, I'd be like, well, now I want to shoot the changeling, because I'm already minus one to hit, I might as well shoot the changeling, I'm within 12. And then... I have to take a battle shock test, and then I failed. I'm like, I can't shoot the changeling either. <laughs> yeah, that's just but, funny as hell. Battle shocking your opponent in their turn is actually so sad. That is, if they're standing on an objective to you know to shoot you, um, they all of a sudden don't hold the objective. Um, yeah, in your turn, they but, the book, three because yeah. they've just done their battle shock. And that's, like, that's right, and their yeah. battle shock through till their next command. Yeah, so that, like. Yeah. You get free reign to pop rerolls to wound, etc., on that unit and go smash it next turn. So. Changeling, I don't know if he's good, but he's cool. <laughs> he is. That is two really trolly um, special abilities. I wish yeah. this guy. I wish he was somebody you could give that enhancement to for the plus range, because that's what he's going to yeah. need. Twelve inch range. If yeah. he was take that to eighteen inches, it would actually be sick. Yeah, it'd be better. Yeah. Um, all right, on to the Nurgle, which was the worst god of ninth edition, and it wasn't even close. I'm hoping it's. I know they're still the worst of this edition, but I'm hoping it's not as far behind 
Yeah, it's not great. Um, so we'll talk about the vanilla GUO here. Um, the only reason why is really the enhancement to get four plus vanilla pain. It's probably the only way to make a great unclean one work. Um, so he's move seven, T12, uh, you know, four plus invo, 20 wounds. Um, with a uh, OC of five, um, he's got uh, three attacks with the Bioblade. If you take the Bioblade, is the Bioblade the one you have to take? Yeah, that's right. So the, the Bioblade's the optional one, sorry. The Bile Sword is the one that he has. So it's 12 sweep attacks of six minus one, one damage, or six sweep, uh, strong attacks of eight minus two, D6 damage. Well, even his um, strong attacks are only strength eight, man. He's not cracking a rhino. Fine, no, man. It's pretty, pretty sad. Why is he only strength um, eight? I don't know. Um, it's bizarre. Um, so, Auras, admittedly, he does give Nurgle Demons within six a um, uh, six plus fill pain. That's cool. So, yeah, it's it's not bad. Uh, and then um, and then you move phase to pick an enemy unit within 12, and you take one away from the toughness of that unit, which is, again, not a terrible rule to have, but with the way that toughness values work, this edition where there's a lot more, you know, like the numbers go a lot higher than they used to. Like T8 used to be a big deal. Um, you know, the way the numbers go a lot higher, taking one away is a lot smaller of a deal yeah. now. And it's very, so it, he moves seven and it's a unit within 12. So if I have a unit that is going to hit a break point, it's going to stay 19.1 inches away from the great unclean one. And you can never, well, yes, well, I guess you could advance. doesn't say you can't advance. Um, no, of course. So that changes that. But uh, yeah, he's just a, he's just very unimpressive offensively. Defensively, with the with the feel no pain, he's pretty cool. Yeah, like, yeah. A, a, look, a four plus four plus is admittedly you know pretty tough. Um, you want to know what the biggest issue is with that though? Because I've already thought about this, Adam. Is that you now can't stand on the forty mil objective? Oh my market. god! So you actually can't just park him on an objective oh. and say lock is mine. Yeah. Um, you actually just get you get ruined by that. The, the fact that that rule exists um, actually makes him so much worse than he would be otherwise. Yeah, I'm hoping the GT pack makes that go away because that's just a stupid rule in my opinion. It, um, it is. Um, I'm, I'm going to be approaching tables and being like, can we just assume that doesn't work because all of a sudden every knight army, every demon army, every it's just it's just such a cock block for no reason. Yeah, well, I was playing around with it on the table before and you can actually make units unchargeable on your yeah. own objective by wrapping them in a certain way because people can't finish on the, on the, the 40 mil marker. Yep. Um, that's pretty dumb. I've seen yeah, the GUOs by, okay. by various meme lords <laughs> denoting something similar. Um, so I think the only way to play him is to deep strike him in, probably with Bellacore, so you can like have the mobile um, uh, Shroud of Chaos for a 6 yep. charge. Yep. Uh, and then run him at your opponent and hope he doesn't die. Like, hope he just ties stuff up and whatever. But I, I don't know. The damage is just kind of not good. It's, it's very not good. It's extremely mediocre. Like his best swing is only six attacks at uh, two hitting on twos. Yeah, sure. So you know, there's no rerolls you can give this guy. So it, that could very well be four hits. Could be five hits. Uh, wounding on let, let's even say it's let's say it's wounding marines on twos. So you got four wounds. They get a five plus, and you got d six. Theoretically, you kill three marines with your great unclean yeah. one. Uh, like so bad. And you could roll a one it's, on a damage and kill two. Yeah. And you're like. It, Holy crap, why is this guy here? It is pretty bad. It's so bad. I mean, you kill less... You try and sweep into Marines. <laughs> you strike six minus one, one. Uh, yeah. it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, I'm trying to figure out what he's good at. He should be like... you know what they should have done? They should have made his offense pathetic, but he's like OC12 or something. 
So it's just yeah, like, that, 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 that would have been. Yeah. Cut that the fat guy on the objective. Like, you're going to have to really struggle to take this off me. That would have been sick. Yeah, agree. agree. That would have been a better way to use him than. Um, Dude, yeah, actually, that's what actually, they've done. That would actually be mad. Like, OC12 with a four outfield, no pain, sitting on a mid board objective. That's just, a, that's just so annoying to deal yeah. with. Yeah, All that's right. true. I agree. All right, give us another Nogul data sheet. Um, so most of the characters are pretty average. Like, I'll just sort of like, I'll turbo through them. Epidemius is cool because it gives a Plague Bearer unit a 4 plus involm, which you can then stand near a GUO for a 4 plus 6 up. But it's only one unit and they're still probably going to die. So it's not great. Um, there is uh, the Sloppity Bile Piper who has an aura of um, start of the fight phase, uh, six inch, uh, aura of six inches where units have to take a battle shock test, which is, again, kind of cool. But, you know, he's got to move five once he's, you know, there like you know it's, it's it's actually hard to get him into i guess a good place um horticulous slimux is actually kind of interesting um until you think about the type of terrain you actually play the game on so he has some okay attacks he leads a unit of beasts which is you know yep. again probably one of the better Dude, his, attacks, units, but his attacks are very good yeah so he's got two attacks of um you know hit on four strength seven minus four three damage with devastating wounds um, and then he's got uh, four attacks of uh, six minus two, three damage that hit on threes. So, like, his attacks are okay. Um, when he's in a unit of beasts, the beast unit can reroll charges and they get heroic intervene for zero CP. Um, and then he has this ability that says at the end of your movement phase, if this model is within an area terrain feature um, until the end of the battle, that area terrain feature is within your army's huh. shadow of chaos. Yep. So. This sounds really cool until you realize that the model's on a massive base and for that model to be within an area terrain feature, the entire base has to yes. be on that feature. Yeah. And then for you to deep strike in the Shroud of Chaos, the unit you bring in has to be entirely within that terrain feature as well. So while it sounds really good, unless you're playing with like really massive bits of terrain, um, it's actually really hard to functionally like get it off, I suppose. He um, is he is a, a fridge. Toughness ten with ten wounds and a four up is a fridge profile. Yeah, but, uh, he's good. He, he's very tanky. Like he's only, very tanky for only moves base. six inches as well. Only moves six. I mean, yeah. he's not a snail. This can't be the speedy snail, but it, it's it is notably slow. Uh, yeah. I mean, plague bears move five, but yeah, here we are. That's it. Um, you got one more the, for me, at least. Yeah, I got, I got I got one more, and this is oh, I'm going to blow your mind, Adam. This one is the tech. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got Nurglings. Yep. So they have Infiltrate, which is cool. They um, basically used to have, um, you know, I have just realized something. I'm going to stop talking because I'm bad. Okay. Uh, so so <laughs> the, the tech is that Nurgle, Nurglings are battle line, right? Yep. So they can bring D3 models back because they're yes. battle line with the thing. Uh, unfortunately, they're OC0. So they actually oh, don't do anything. They actually don't do anything. So, that's, so that's I'm going to pretend we didn't talk about Nurglings. Yeah, that's been the new change to, to Swarms. All Swarms seem to be OC0, and therefore, I think, defunct as a as a species. Oh, All I was so excited. Uh, I was excited fine. for 60 Nurglings that bring D3 models back. D3 models back. Um, every time they pass the <laughs> Battle Shock test. What, but, uh, do, what do Beast and yeah. Nurgle do? They move six with toughness nine and seven yeah, wounds with a five so up in Vuln. Yep, so the, oh. the first problem is they're units of two now. Oh, really? Oh, yikes. Okay. They are units of two um, with, uh, you know, again, it's six attacks that hit on fours at AP1. 
Um, it's just it's just kind of not great. It is cute that um, they have Deadly Demise, but not that that's going to come up. It is just cute. Deadly Demise yeah. 1 is kind of funny. Yeah, the, the Nurglings, sorry, the Beasts are not great. All right, so Plague Drones, theoretically, move 10. With Toughness 8 and 5 Wounds, they are tanky as all hell. Um, death heads in your shooting phase after this unit has shot, select one enemy hit by one of those attacks until the end of the turn. Each time a friendly Nurgle Demons unit makes an attack against that target, you can re-roll the wound roll um, to the end of the turn. So you can supercharge your combat if there was any relevant combat. Uh, <laughs> and that shooting attack is D3 shots with blast and lethal hits at hitting on fours with strength four, no rend, one damage, 12 inches. Not impressive. It's <laughs> no, it's not great. I guess uh, you can give your great unclean one a reroll to wound and maybe it kills five marines. Maybe. Maybe, mate. Um, <laughs> in combat, it's got three, two attacks that hit on threes at four, rend one, one with lethal hits, and then two attacks hitting on fours at five, neg one, two damage. If they are cheap enough, yeah. I think they're okay. I think that that's not a bad data sheet if they're cheap enough. Yeah, that, that would have to be pretty cheap. They're only really good for standing places. Um, they're not really good for doing anything, but they're good for, like, existing, I guess. Um, but it's not only kill anything, but they, they do get instruments, so you can get, like, a 5 charge out of Deep Strike and just put, you know, a unit of 5, 25, T8 wounds with a 4+. plus. Oh, they've got a 5-plus involved. Nah. Oh, nah, man. 5-plus involved. Nah. Toughness 8, though, dude. Surely that's going to nah, help. 5-plus involved's bad. All right, fine. On to, on to Slanesh. Let's go. Shalaxi oh, or the keeper? What do you? Which oh, one do you want? Shalaxi, my dude. Dude, it, I've it heard is, things. I've heard things about yeah, Shalaxi. The baddest bitch in all of 40k is Shalaxi. All right, move 14, um, toughness 10, yep. 20 wounds, four plus involve, OC five. Give us the rest. Uh, five plus Ooh, pain as well. Yeah, I just saw that. Oh yeah, yep. baby. 20 wounds, four, five, five, five plus. Up. Oh, oh yes, gimme. Already, I'm already yeah. sold. Yeah, she is. Um, she's legit. So she has. Uh, keepers have to pick between a couple of different bits of war gear. She's got a bit of stuff going on. So firstly, she has the lash. So she has the 12, uh, 12 inch range, six shot, six minus one, two damage whip. She has Pervain, which is a witch fire, which is D six shots, um, nine minus one D three damage, which you can, um, uh, focus for nine minus two D three with sustained hits. Hit three. three. Yo. Uh, very wow. cool. I'll be doing that because yeah. the um Devil the hazardous well. rule gets uh feeling pain, so it's fine. Yep. Um then in combat she's got uh six attacks at fourteen minus three D six plus two. Yeah, precision. And then yeah, at precision, yep. And then sorry, and then six attacks um at uh sorry, four attacks, sorry, at six minus two, three damage. With uh devastating so, wounds. Uh, that's right. She is phenomenal. Yeah, so it keeps going, mate. So then she's got the Cloak of Constriction, which is the start of the fight phase. One in the unit within engagement range of this model has minus one attack. So yes. she doesn't get hit back so badly. Yes. And then, oh, here we go. Each time this monster, a model declares a charge, targets a monster vehicle or character, you can re-roll the charge roll. Each time this model makes a melee attack that targets a monster vehicle or character, you can re-roll the hit, wound, and damage. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So, she, monster vehicle or character, real hit, wound, and damage, your minus one attack when they're fighting back. The only thing that, that would make her unstoppable would be fights first. And praise be, she doesn't have it, because that would be yes. busted. Um, could you imagine? Oh, dude, she's so good. Uh, very Shilaxi impressed. Is, Shilaxi is very good. 
Um, yeah. I think it is one of the best units in the book. I cannot disagree. Just 20, movement 14 with advance and charge. So she could go 20 and then charge. So you go 32 inch threat range. That's terrifying. Absolutely yep. terrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, the other thing is you can stand near Balakor, man, and just not, not get big. shot at from outside oh. of 18. Yeah. That's big. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm on board the Shalaxi train. I expect to be seeing her on tables everywhere. I've got one coming. I'm very ready. I've, I've <laughs> nice. got three keepers of secrets, but no Shalaxi. So uh, nice. Got to, got to fix that, you know. All right. What's another data sheet in Slanesh? Um. So uh, look, there's, there's a whole lot of chariots. Like there's six, uh, five different chariot data sheets between the characters and the non-character ones. My favorite one's the Hellflyer. So the Hellflyer should, in theory, be relatively cheap given what they cost. This edition, I think they are the cheapest one in ninth ed. Uh, yeah. Um, so the Hellflare is move fourteen T six um, with a four plus in Vuln, seven wounds uh, OC three. Um, we've got uh, the little shooting attack that's like you know six attacks of you know strength four AP zero one damage. We've got six attacks of strength six minus one two damage, uh, four attacks of strength four AP zero one damage, then nine attacks of strength four AP zero one damage with devastating wounds. Um, and Ooh. we've got this rule that is uh, every time this unit's selected to fight, you can select one unit in, in engagement range, roll a dice, adding two to the result of its infantry. On a two to three, they take D3 mortal wounds. On a four to five, they take three. On a six, they take D3 plus three. Dude, I think if this is somewhere around like the 65, 75 points that it costs, well, I think they're cheaper than that. I think they're 55 for this one now. If it's in that area, I think this is a very good unit. The kicker is it's a unit of one to two. And they would take the. Oh, what? That's a unit. You can take two oh, of them. Oh, yo! There. So they both go in and. Oh, that's cool. I'm oh, sorry. Each time it's unit, they wouldn't do it twice. It's each time this unit is selected to fight. But they take that one CP extra AP strat like a freaking boss. All those going from a, like AP nothing to AP one and AP one to AP two is just yeah. beautiful. Nineteen attacks. Yeah. It's a lot, man. It is a lot of attacks. And done, yeah, look, do, do a bunch yeah. of more on a four plus against infantry. You do D three plus three on the charge. Yikes! Right. Really good. And look, there's uh, seeker chariots. There's exalted seeker chariots. The exalted seeker chariots can make things take battle shock tests. Um, yep. Like there's there's a whole lot of these chariots. Um, but like that's my my favorite one. I think talking about all the differences will make even demon players get bored. I think I get bored talking about mm. chariots to be honest. <laughs> but they're all kind of good. And if they're cheap, look, the chariot rush army is a bit of a meme, but we could see the chariot rush army. Yeah, uh, who knows. I'd um, like to mention seekers yeah. for a moment because yeah, they have So that was my next one. So good job. You've nice. identified correctly. <laughs> I identified a good data sheet. Movement 14, toughness 4, which is nice. Uh two wounds, OC1, uh extra attacks with lethal hits for on their lashing tongues, which is two attacks hitting on fours for 401 and then three more attacks each at three strength 4. So hitting on threes, strength 4 minus 1 1 with devastating wounds on the slashing claws. Here's what I love about them. They have scout 9. They do. That's it's a lot of good. scout. That's a lot it of is. scout. <laughs> so I I really like this because it means what you can do is you can make the center uh, of the table uh, sh- a shadow of chaos turn one because the scout happens before that. And like, not um, I haven't actually figured out if you actually want that for anything, but I think you probably do sometimes. Um, but if you do, that's really good. If there's a reason to have shroud of chaos in the center on turn one, 
this is a good way to get it. Well, dude, with plus, they got re-roll, advance, and charge rolls, and so they can go, without using the 1 CP advance and charge, they just go 23 inches if you go first and declare a re-rollable charge. So is your opponent 13 inches back from the, the deployment line? Otherwise, they are, can get charged with a re-roll. That's it. It's really intimidating. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really good. I think they're phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, is there one more you want to speak to? Or should we do that? Uh, I think I think Celeste is pretty cool. Um, so she is move nine, T6, uh, nine wounds, OC2, um, and she leads a unit of demonettes now. So you put her in a unit of demonettes. Um, while she's in a unit of demonettes, uh, every uh, wound roll of five is a critical win, so auto wound anything on fives, which means knights, which is pretty cool. It does mean you can, like, actually hurt knights, which is nice. Um, she has a Witchfire that is, like, D6 shots, 6 minus 1, 1 damage. It, you know, gets focused for um, uh, 2D6, the Devastating Wounds, which is good. Yep. Um, they're Torrents, they auto-hit, which is good. Nice. Um, just, like, a good, like, it's a 2D6 Mortal Wound Flamer. That's kind of sick. <laughs> um, don't mind it. Um, and then we've got uh, the two combat attacks, 6 attacks of 7 minus 2, 3 damage. Uh, six attacks of uh, four minus one, one damage. Um, and then the first time that she dies, she does a Celestine and gets back up on a two-up. Yeah, boy, that she's is pretty nice. Cool. Yeah, very respectable. Yeah. yeah, I think she's good. She got a points drop last data slate, and then people still weren't playing her, so I reckon she'll come cheap Well, I, people I, aren't playing her. I've never seen the model in real life. Uh, not once. Liam, 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 actually- Liam has one. Fair. That's the only one I've ever seen. Yep. That's like, that's like a, a couple of thousand kilometers away. Is the only one in Australia. Is in Queensland. Yeah, and also, <laughs> uh, fun fact, they fucked up the um, the card for this model and the model goes over the data sheet where it's not supposed to. Oh, really? So the rest ah, of them true. don't do that. Yeah. yeah have a look, I can see. Yeah, yeah. Graphic designers getting fired, mate. I'm that's it. It's over. I'm going to complain with the G-dubs. Gonna... That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Good Pathet- job, G-dubs, Pathet- mate. Pathetic. <laughs> that's right. Um, let's do Bellacore and then we are done. So, uh, uh, everyone yeah, has been making... You, you can do it, Adam. You can do the honours of the right. Dark Prince, right. Voldemort, whatever. I don't know. He moves 12. He's got 10 wounds uh, with a 4-up involved, of course. Sorry, no. So his toughness, 10, with 18 wounds. Apologies. I'm already doing a great job. Um, 5 OC, and yeah, 4-up invulnerable save. Uh, he's got Deep Strike. He's got Stealth innately. He has a Dark Master Aura. Uh, the area of the battlefield within six of this model is considered to be within your army's shadow of chaos at all times. That's very nice. Uh, and at the end of the battle round, select one shadow form ability, see left until the end of the battle round uh, that is active for your army or for Bellicor, sorry. Uh, Wraith in shadow, which is a psychic aura. While a friendly Legion is demonic unit was within six of this model, they can only be targeted by range attacks. If the attacking models within 18, we've already spoken about that and it is phenomenal. Paul of despair in the battleshock step of your opponent's command phase. If the enemy unit, uh, that is below starting strength is within six of this model. That unit must take a Battleshock test rather than being below half strength. Uh, for the purpose of this ability, if a unit has a starting strength of one, considered to be below starting strength when it's lost one or more wounds. And then Shadow Lord is also an aura. While a friendly Legionist Demonic unit is within six of this model, you can re-roll Battleshock and Leadership test taken for that unit. Never heard of that last one. The other two are great. The first one is where the money is absolutely at. Maybe you switch to the second one uh, once per tournament. <laughs> Adam, Shadow of the Lord's not terrible because you have to remember um, if you pass Battleshock tests, you get G3 models back. Regen, in a, that's correct. Line, you know, that is uh, correct. Or heal wounds. So 
Because this is uh, at the start of the battle round, right, it's really dependent on who goes first. Because if your opponent goes first, you're going to be locked into um, not getting shot on the first turn, obviously. Um, But if your opponent goes first and they, uh, for example, uh, sorry, if you go first, for example, and you pick that and then um, you on turn two or turn three, you switch over to the battle shock one and you just ram into your opponent's lines in your turn, you can like, really really do some uh do some damage there with like forcing a bunch of things to take battle shock tests that wouldn't have to do it otherwise i really like the fact that it like switches in the command phase i have been hating on balakor for so long um but you know what he is good Fair. Well, and on that note, mate, we will start our wrap up. So we t- you talked about a bunch of combos, notably making the Bloodthirster literally go to pa- straight past the moon. He's on his way to Mars right now. He's absolutely juggernaut with that sweep attack. But there is some really exciting stuff in this book, and it seems like, much like Tyranids, where they have a bunch of stuff, but they're not that killy, but they play the board really well. You have less stuff, but it's way more killy and still plays the board really well. If that ma- ma- makes a difference, the, beans, the bean counting has gone in a little bit different but it comes out as a kind of a net of this is a very good board control and board playing army. Uh, yeah, well, obviously points, you know, points are going to decide which of these things I've just talked about are actually good. Just watch, half of this shit's going to come out at like 30% more than it was now. I'm going to sound like a massive idiot. Um, Always the risk, mate. That's why we have the part two. We like we clean it up in the part two. So if we're wrong, just know that in part two, we are in fact correct about everything we say. Yeah, so, sorry, guys. I was so hyped for demons, but everything's bad. Yeah, can't wait for that, that part two. That's the cold open. Uh, that, part that's, two. Wor- that's worth your six bucks a month or whatever it costs, <laughs> that's, right? Yeah, um, that's it. Get in there. <laughs> uh, no, man, I, I, I'm excited. I think that um, for an index army, it looks really fun to play. Like, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm going to play my first games with it on Sunday. I'm really excited uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun so it the, the the way i would describe the ninth edition codex is a codex that has extremely weak rules with the exception of the deep strike more closer bit but extremely strong data sheets is it very similar yep. here yeah but the strats are good um yep. honestly I the, the enhancements I, seem yeah. to be the worst part of the book for me it seems like there's only one of them that even looks takeable and that's only because it adds up to be a phenomenal combo piece yeah, I, I think the I think like the loss of the really devastating psychic phase that the army used to have is going to hurt. Um, the shooting's definitely worse than it was before with like pre nerf flamers, uh, for example. Um, that's that's pretty much what I was getting yeah. at before. Like it's like because so, there is no amount of sh- psychic, psychic shooting attacks you can put into your army to make up for the. 30 freaking mortal wounds you could do on demand in the old book. No one was doing 30. Come on. That was an exaggeration. (laughs) But you know what I mean? That reliable slap down range damage. I don't see anything that's going to do that here. So does that mean you just kind of just kind of be like, well, I take the one or two good shooting pieces I can. And then I have to like almost all in the combat phase. Look, I, again, pending points. I think there's going to be a very good argument to be uh, taking a lot of combat, like a lot of corn stuff. Um, you know, I think a couple of greater demons going to be good. Look, Bellacore is, you know, maybe not an auto include, but what I've heard of his points cost, I think he's going to be almost an auto include, um, which is good because he's been awful this entire edition. Um, so <laughs> I do very love how de- that to be good. I love how divisive Bellacore has been amongst the demon faithful. It's been the funniest meme from the outside looking in. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I played a demon mirror on the weekend, mate, and the guy was telling me how good Bellacore was. I'm like, no, nah, mate, you're wrong. And then he realized that Bellacore 
um, <laughs> you know, can go and charge five flesh hounds and not kill them. Correct. Um, it's actually very so, unlikely to kill them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was sitting there giggling to myself. <laughs> you meme lord. Um, where do you think this racks up in the scheme of other indexes that have been released so far? I don't think this is an S tier, but I'm not sure if it's an A or a B tier. Um, yeah, good question. I'll know more tonight, right? Because like we've got you know, Xenos indexes in two yeah. hours. Uh, so like I guess Correct. we won't really know till then. Uh, it's no Elder. It's no um, it's no Thousand Suns. Oh, sorry. Oh. It's no Grey Knights. It's, you know, th- I think Thousand Suns are probably better. Look, it's, it's probably A tier. I think it's better than a lot of other things. I feel like it's, I feel like army wide invuln saves, um, you know, a uh, uh, pretty solid. And look, man, if Blue Horrors come out at like six points a model or something, yeah, um, back to the like, holy, holy, prolific lords, ho- mate. It's yeah, holy yeah. shit, we're on fire if Blue Horrors come out at like <laughs> six points. Um, Easy. All right, mate. On that note, we will wrap this up. Thank you very much for jumping on and giving us your insights and your hot takes, mate. Uh, I look really look forward to part two because we literally just we are just going to sit down. We're going to go through those points. We're going to write whatever janky ass list we can, min max, whatever the most valuable, best data sheets for the points are going to be, and then just write whatever kind of list coalesces around them. Mate, can't look forward to it enough. Thank you very much for joining us. Anything you'd like to mention before we check out? No, nah, I'm good, man. I did my plug at the start. I'm not greedy. I won't do too. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, no, go- actually, fuck it. Go buy some raffle tickets, guys. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. I knew. Thank you very much, mate. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.